Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Mission Podcast. Hey, what's up? And welcome to The Mitchin. We are a weekly food podcast. Kind of. Sometimes. Most of the time we're a sometimes. weekly. My name's I Levins. think we've only missed one. This, it, well, this, in this it's era. still this week, bro. That's very true. <laughs> uh, my name's Levins. My co-host, who you just heard, his incredible dulcet tones, Mitch Orr, is with me. Hey, bro. Uh, and today we have a very good friend of ours who uh, we talked at length about last week. Really? Uh, yeah, he's been on the podcast before. He's already forgotten that you need to talk into the microphone if you like to be heard. <laughs> It's been a while. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're so used to the LA lifestyle. You're used to that, the clip-on mics, yeah? No, I'm just got it. I got surgically up in my <laughs> well, you've got, you've top got like, of my roof of my mouth. A, yeah. a, a microphone that's like a, a, in, in your molar. Yeah, yeah that's oh, real, yeah. real clever. LA shit, man. Hollywood. Um, that voice that you can hear right now uh, through his mic'd up molar is uh, <laughs> Louis Tikaram, uh, who uh, is an expat. <laughs> International good? chef, International, I am now, actually. Yeah. Uh, used to uh, be based in Sydney um, and uh, head chef of Long Grain for many years, um, but was stolen by the, uh, the, 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 the chance of fame and glory. Poaching of the highest order, it was uh, actually. And now is a head chef of EPLP in Los Angeles. Uh, has been for about 18 months now. That seems about right. Two years. Two, it was two years in May, actually. Well, no, you moved over there for two years. But oh, wasn't you actually no, open no, two no, years restaurant, ago? Restaurant I mean, too. Yeah, we had yeah. a second year anniversary in May. And in September, yeah, it'll be the three years. That's wild. Because you were, Last, um, right? yeah, because you you were moved, you moved over there, and then you spent almost an entire year just kind of slowly getting the restaurant ready because I was of working hard, yeah. eight months, getting getting paid to eat out every. I night. was working hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, uh, now you are the the toast of the town. You're the you're king of LA, right? That's what that's what your tramp stamp says. That's like. <laughs> When I come back to Australia, it's what it feels like. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, who the fuck are you? When I come back here, like, oh, my God, it's Louis. I'm like, yay. <laughs> People know me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. You've, like, gone from, like, just being a boy from Mullumbimby moving to L.A. to hanging out with all the pro skaters that you used to have posters of on your wall of and yeah, all this nice. crazy shit. It's nice. But- L.A., uh, yeah. I hung out with you for 10 minutes the other day. Well, with, sorry, for a while, but within the first 10 minutes, you were showing me photos of little John and Usher eating at your restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you put up videos of Drake filming a, a film clip on top of your, yeah, on your rooftop. Yeah, Drake and YG came in. They were cool. Um, Living the life, boy. Well, Alchemist. He's I mean, like a regular. He comes in a lot. That's so funny. 
Um, so EPLP is like a you know a modern Thai. You know your your take on Southeast Asian cuisine, which is kind of lacking in LA. Um, it really kind of opened a, a lot of doors for me because I fell in love with Southeast Asian food when I started cooking, but. Really, my true passion and and what I, you know, grew up with is like South Pacific as well. So, I was um, I was able to finally kind of put a few dishes in like homage to my grandma, like kakonda and nama, um, and now I've got a, a Fiji and curry on the menu as well. Unreal. So it's been nice. I, I, from working in several different places in in Sydney, I didn't want to paint myself into that box of being Thai or Southeast Asian or, you know, I just wanted, I made it very, very clear from the start in a country where kind of titles and labels are so important that I didn't want a title or a label for my food. I just, I call it modern Asian and um, if it's tasty, it goes on the menu, and basically that's the that's the kind of the only drill. So, and has that been well received by diners and, and, and press? Or uh, diners definitely press not so much. They can't wrap their head around it. They're like, <laughs> so it's fusion. I'm like, no, 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 no fusion. Don't say the f word. Don't say the f word. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's just like asian they don't understand that kind of you know that you can get you know it can like just be a flavor profile it can be yeah and it's like i grew up in fiji i fell in love with southeast asian i travel southeast asia but i've traveled you know and then lots of kind of la inspires the menu as well things i eat mexican you know not necessarily i'm going completely down there but but you know two things that really uh, people in LA love is is Mexican and Japanese. So, you know, I, for instance, I kind of created a dish, um, elote, which is grilled corn, um, but with seaweed butter and tapioca crisp and tahine, which is I put on the fruit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mexican, you know, yeah, and yeah. and it still fits into like uh, Asian, um, but then yeah, it's like got a lot of like. LA influence in it as well and it gets really well received and when they're eating they don't really kind of have to concentrate on what it is and where it's from too much they just enjoy it you know and that's kind of what the menu has kind of developed into so I thought on the episode today we could talk about your adventures in LA and uh, even more recently, your adventures in Vietnam, because you've just this morning gotten off off the flight from a four-day trip to Vietnam, a food research trip, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I want to talk about the uh, the restaurants that you miss the most, the ones that you hit up in the small amount of time you've had in Sydney, or the ones that you had to go to, you couldn't miss, and why you missed them. That's um, a very political conversation. That's very political, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we should maybe open with that then. <laughs> uh, and uh, also you've got, a, um, uh, you've got a pop-up kind of... Uh, thing happening in sydney this sunday at the dolphin yes, uh, you're take taking over. over take over the tikaram takeover tick over ticking it off the box <laughs> uh, and you're doing a bunch of dishes that you would do at eplp kind of at the on, on the dolphins menu or yeah it's like in the wine room i'm gonna do some of our kokoda pizza no the pizza is actually uh homage to marty at long Grain, so it's actually five spice pork hock 
pizza with pickled chili. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the wine room, yes, it's like things that are off the menu, the more snacky items. Fuck, you Um, can put two menus together. Three. Three. (laughs) Well, that was the thing. I met met, met up with Monty at Iceberg, and he was being very nice. Burger and coffee. And I was like, hmm, something smells fishy here. And he's like, so... We're just going to do the aperitivo five to seven. I was like, that sounds great. He goes, but it's a long weekend. I said, oh, good. So it'll be busy. He said, yeah, it be busy. I'm like, great. Why don't we do a full venue takeover? Because <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin have been doing these little kind of two-hour guest chef. They come in, they cook a few little snacks yeah, we'll to have at the bar. Guest wine importers, guest Yeah, Mike Benny really, cooks, yeah. cooks some Hungarian stuff there yeah. recently. Um, Gardi opened a few bottles of stuff on Sunday with Irish from Mamafuku and it's quite an eclectic mix of people. Except you've got to go. <laughs> you got to do way I'm more work do than I'm going to do pub grub. <laughs> so I'm doing a uh, Prince of the Pacific pork palm so it's like uh, it's going to be rice pork schnitzel yellow curry and pineapple pickle mustard green so that's like my pub grub vibe um just, just a classic schnitty yeah <laughs> classic that's what we eat in fiji classic uh-huh. schnitties uh, chicken Express. <laughs> yeah, Chicken Express. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we all went to Fiji for Ludog's wedding years ago, and uh, we're all staying in resorts, and everyone's bugging Louis, like, where the fuck can we eat? Where can we eat? <laughs> Louis's like, Chicken, Inspr- Chicken Express is good in town. I never said Chicken Express. <laughs> I said Rajas. Rajas. I think I ate there too. I think I, I, think I enjoyed Chicken Express more. <laughs> <laughs> that was that last day of Vietnam. I was just eating like bun cha, uh, bun, bun ryu, um, all this like, you know, all like rice noodle. And I'm like, on the last day, I was like, fuck, I just feel like something like Korean fried chicken or something like that. And I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so you could see there was no like pictures of food on the last day yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like oh yeah you know those creature comforts right so what were you doing in vietnam i went it's just you know la is amazing um el salvadorian peruvian mexican cuban all the bends, you know, <laughs> really. The, 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 the street food in, in L.A. is very good. Like, I, we go to, go to South Central, probably, you know, like where, where we, we visited to uh, when you were last in L.A. We had uh, tacos from a, from a place that's a tire shop in the day, and then at night they put some tables out and cook tacos, and they're oh, best and, tacos I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, I, and I've done, you know, I've done three months in Mexico. I, you know, went everywhere, Guadalajara, Oaxaca, you know, all the way over to the to the Yucatan, and and some of the some of the street tacos I've had in LA are, are definitely better Up, than yeah, yeah mm. be, better better. I just think that uh, not that the meat's amazing in LA, but I think just the quality of project and how busy they are as well. Yeah, um, and it's just such a like such a cool community vibe. Like it really reminded me of Southeast Asia. You know, like people aren't cooking at home they're taking the whole family 
eating. Remember, like how cheap it was. We didn't even oh, know because we don't understand. But we just held I, out money. I, and I tipped ten, I tipped just ten took bucks. It. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> no. normally you have to line up. Yeah. But with Levin's tip ten bucks, and then we had table service. On that. <laughs> like, oh, just a couple more. Like, sure. <laughs> so it's like everyone's like, what's going on here? Yeah. These guys are like, oh, yeah, another round. Thanks, man. <laughs> So like, you know, and, and just having that, it's amazing, but the Asian and, and, and the Southeast Asian is just, yeah, it's not, it's not like amazing. Because so. I've got Korean and, and Japanese on lock. Mm. Korean and Japanese, definitely. Yeah. And then the Southeast Asian, it, it's there, but there's just something different about being in Southeast Asia. It's just like my happy place. Like even mm-hmm. if I'm not eating, I can just sit there. And just watch, mm-hmm. and just listen. The activity, and, like and so the smell of, of Vietnam yeah. as well, uh, and the climate the as well, that humidity, yeah. and just everyone's like just happy and just doing their thing, and it's very inspiring. Even if you're not eating, just to be there and the culture, and you know, everyone's sitting around, absorb some energy or drinking tea, and yeah, the energy, and yeah. So it's been three years. My last trip was to Thailand, so I just. I would come into Australia um, and I just saw some really cheap flights and I said, I just have to go back. And it was a good amount of time. Like I flew in, did what I needed to do. What, eat? Eat, (laughs) fly around on a scooter with no helmet on, (laughs) near-death experiences, and then came home, you know? And it was just like... Korean fried chicken and then come home. I feel like cleansed, yeah, so... It was, a really, it was a really good trip, actually, and I, I'm really... I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to L.A. and um, putting some of this now on the menu at, at EP and kind of... It's nice. It's a nice story, and now I think with social media, it's great as well. People have seen me there. I come back. I put it on the menu. They come. They it's eat a bit of a related bit. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool, and I think that's kind of... I just think it's... I really appreciate that part of, of being a chef and cooking now. Mm. I think it's a really... Um, it's a cool kind of story and, and you can involve people in this story as well, which is nice. And when I went to Japan years and years ago, pre-Instagram, pre was ju- Facebook pre-Twitter? wasn't even like, it was pre-Twitter, I think, yeah. yeah. And uh, we went to a restaurant in Takayama and uh, at, that, at that point it had been the most expensive restaurant I've ever eaten out of my life. Um, and uh, it was pretty like down to earth and the dude, uh, the, the head chef was like, you know, we're like, oh, we think we want to have the fish. What's the fish tonight? And he went and he brought out a folder of him fishing for all these photos With of him. him fishing. And then, like, he pointed out, that's the fish you're eating tonight. <laughs> Number one tasty fish. And then a photo of him with it on a line, this big orange fish. No way. And then, yeah, I just I love that, the, you know, kind of ties in that, you know, the, 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 and it was because of that, the story behind all the food. We didn't really bulk at the price, which was, I think we spent, like, you know, $100 on, on mushrooms cooked over coals and, like, things like that. But he backed that up with photos of him foraging Picking for mushrooms, mushrooms. Yeah. and like you know it's just yeah real cool so his food cost was really good then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kodak yeah. dark room costed, like yeah. through the roof yeah <laughs> <laughs> Man, anymore, to take the film into the yeah. thing get yeah. it done yeah. I spent yeah. I spent years doing photography at that school and I don't use those skills at all yeah. anymore it took me so long to you know to get good at developing film 
And uh, that's crazy. And now I'm like, I'll be something like, I sound like a crazy person when I tell my son that's something that I did when I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> the fuck are you? You're not, dad's not making oh, sense what? again, mom. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, what were the, some of the highlights of eating in Ho Chi Minh City? Mm. Um, I think definitely went to this like roll your own place. That's like. What do you want, Pats? Roll, roll, your, roll own. your own. Yeah, sure. So the LA accent, LA bro. Accent, I can't understand yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I went to this really cool restaurant. Like, you can roll everything, you can pick and choose. Um, yeah, that's like, that's my number one, like, fave. Like, Vietnamese, like, very fresh. Fucking A. You know, mm, so the- that's like, that's that's the one. So. It was just all like, yeah, you could do the, the pork trotters and they cook it and slice it. Um, the chow tong, the uh, shrimp mousse, um, grilled pork, and then this massive bowl of herbs. And you just sit there and you roll it and then you eat it with the rice paper. Um, and then my second favorite was uh, bun cha, which is... Uh, Northern Vietnamese grilled pork. Impossible to find in Sydney, even though we have quite a good Vietnamese mm. community. I've never found a decent bun cha. Yeah, and because it, it's so simple. Just, just the, just the so Angie's. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, talk to talk to Hongi's mum if you want something. Mm. All, all these dishes done well. Yeah, and I did, and then I did some uh, days in Cabramatta with her last week as well, just to get me like ready. Prepped. For, yeah, yeah, for like what what to order and and a few basic words and things like that which really helped a lot when i was there it's the balance of like you can eat all kinds of fried stuff in vietnam but because you're you're eating as many herbs as you are deep fried stuff and then you walk into all the different destinations yeah, and stuff yeah, it's yeah. such a good healthy place to, to, to be sweating yes sweating the oil straight back out your pores <laughs> yeah uh, and i think one of the real highlights which um I didn't think I would have was uh, this breakfast spot, and it's um, uh, ban mi upla. Um, so it's a, a a baguette, but I think you can choose rice as well. But then it's like a hot skillet, two eggs, and then all the like assorted meat that you normally find in a ban mi on mm-hmm. the on the egg, and you can kind of dip it, knead it, or put it together, or and that was a real as it was really as a real there's a lot of spots are like traditional but you can really tell when you find that one that hasn't changed in so many years all the locals go there it's it's only open like seven till or six till ten or something like that so you know it's just like strictly business that's it yeah you know this is what we do when we run open boom boom bam bam close locals know here hair dryer on the coals like exactly yeah exactly and then that's like so cool yeah where it's kind of like um and that just that simplicity of life is like that's what we do that's all we're going to do Yes, we could probably open till eleven and still be bit, but no, this is. And, and yeah, they'd be busy all day if they were open all day. Exactly, they don't, no, they don't, that's what they that's could what do. do. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and it's not found everywhere either, so it's almost like a sign of respect as well. It's like these guys do it the best, and we're just going to let them let do them it. do it. Yeah. You know, here it'd be like, oh, ah, yeah. hot chicken, eh? <laughs> Burgers, you say? <laughs> <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Mary's. <laughs> oh, salted caramel, you say. 
Salt and pepper calamari. Oh, oh, oh. Yuzu sorbet. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of like why I love it. Is like it was the it was excellent. It was so good. Like everything was. It was yeah. It's just like it was great and. Yeah, it's like, why don't... Yeah, why isn't there this everywhere? But, it, yeah, it's just... Regulations. Like, one of the best things about a majority of, you know, where all the street food hubs are in Southeast Asia is there almost... It feels like there's no rules. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then they clearly are. But yeah. they're just a lot more lax on things that we've just, you know, been had ingrained in our head. Oh, no, you must do it this way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you do not, we'll find you money and shut you down. Yeah. But it's just... That seems to just not exist. Uh, yeah. But um, on the the other side is okay. You're doing that thing. We won't do that thing. Of course. And here yeah, it's sure. oh, you're doing that. Okay, we'll do that too, and we'll do that. And, we'll, and then fifteen things all next to each other doing the same fucking thing. Frozen yogurt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then now. it all, <laughs> then it all. Yeah, then it all goes. Yeah, exactly. Like, so fatty here. Whereas that shit has been there for forever. Yeah, yeah, and like saying yeah, and people seem to you know, take advantage as well of like this place is jam 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 every day but it's still so cheap yeah it's like, totally. like so like i'm talking under a dollar yeah you know and like you didn't why wouldn't you why wouldn't you happens. do it like why wouldn't you charge a dollar fifty no you're gonna be busy why yeah, you yeah. put it to two dollars <laughs> if you're the only one doing it but no just still you know and i do i tip everyone i feel like you know so I feel and it's just so nice to be able to to you know to tip these people and to I work so hard for my money and it's nice to give money to them and who are working so hard face, for their money you know, as well it's like fuck you know like <laughs> yeah. shit this dude is like crazy does he know how much he just gave me and it's just <laughs> so nice to be able to do that you know so it's nice to kind of go there and um pay it forward from you know i feel like i'm kind of like a guilo going there and taking their kind of inspiration and mm. their culture and their flavors and it's nice to be able to kind of return the the favor by you know spreading the love and then putting all those spots up on your on your instagram or whatever and hopefully sending more more tourists well there. yeah for sure like even people i've met there it's crazy it's oh you've been here and they're like no i've never been i'm like but, you know, yeah, you need to... But I suppose so many restaurants and so many... Mm-hmm. Like, Google is just, like, impossible to use there. Like, oh, man, and Google, Google all Maps like, especially. Oh, is yeah, like, yeah, it's like... Same as Thailand, it's just broken. It's all yeah. broken, yeah. So, it's like... And I'm like... I went to Malambimbi High, so... <laughs> English is, like, I still struggle with, like, another... La- I'm like... Um, cha, tong, tang, sang, hub... 19 so i'm like like looking for this spot like for so long like going around and trying to remember like so yeah so that's my days are spent wandering around aimlessly around yeah, yeah. The, did the uber scooter drivers know the spots though like if well, you what were, like, i figured you know, i'm trying to go here without what like, i had oh. to learn with the uber scooter it took me a day is you had to like do landmarks right because like the the yeah the GPS just isn't it's doesn't just do no bueno, yeah. so you had to be like find something that was close that is pretty big like a, a supermarket or, or a park yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and then Uber to there and then walk yes right 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 good tip hot tip hot tip I took mm. me yeah, we used yeah. to print out 
print out the maps and you mark everything on there because yeah. the phone is like the, like people are more likely to be able to look at the map than yeah it's especially all the, phone, they're, yeah. they're pretty OG as well is like your blog post from when you and B went to Vietnam still up yeah if you go to yolevens.com slash tag slash Vietnam I think is the, is the URL I've been giving it a lot, yeah. lot. people, people, people like, that's, a, that's a good guide that one too yeah yeah, yeah. it's very there's a lot of jokes I'm like why'd you make that joke but you know, <laughs> I, I, I preserve them I don't, don't I also don't know how to edit it so it's forever <laughs> but uh, I mean I find it funny though that like you know my my experiences there were pretty entry level as far as finding destinations. Like you know, we saw that new no reservations episode, Bourdain and like one of his old bosses. Yeah, he went to, to like the, the Munsiao spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like for me, like the, I think that's like the the only really good episode of No Reservations. Mm-hmm. There's no bullshit meditative stuff, you know, where it's suddenly. I like, actually tried to look for that when I was there because mm-hmm. everyone was telling me I couldn't find it, but I did watch the Sydney one for the first time. <laughs> oh, how's that? It's terrible. <laughs> where does he go? Is it the one where Matt Moran takes him around? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I can make a video out of that clip. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, the um, I, I find it funny though that there's you know quite entry level. What I you know looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I just you know I, I copied where Anthony Bourdain went, and then I kind of we found you know random bloggers or whatever that we trusted and went to their spots but mm. like they're still amazing restaurants that I think about all the time like incredible I know the, the ones that, that you walk past and you're like that could potentially be yeah like yeah yeah totally epic. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah, it, yeah it, it is it is a pretty good guide I did Ho Chi Minh City Nha Trang um, Hanoi and Hoi An um, if, you wanna, if, you're, if you're playing a holiday over that way go check it out mm-hmm. your com, the <laughs> website that doesn't get updated anymore <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, that was this week, but you have been in that Australia was eight um, hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've been in, you've been back and forth from Sydney. I want to know, Lou Dog, all the spots that you miss the most being in LA, and the you know which are the ones that you would on the on the plane over here going. I can't fucking wait to eat at this spot again. And obviously, I know Golden Century is like straight off the back going to be yeah, one of them. But Golden what Century. you know, every, everyone knows that. Uh, you can you can let us know what your go to order at Golden Century is, as well. Crabs. Crab. So can eat all the really? Claws. Crab boy. Any oh, time we ever go to Golden Century and have crab, literally in like the last six years, you will turn around, like the crab will get to the table <laughs> and you won't even, like the crab will hit the table and both the claws will be on Louis' plate. <laughs> <laughs> I only like the claws. <laughs> yeah, everyone only likes the claws. Yeah, but... Louis, like before the waiters even bought it from the kitchen, like the claws are on Louis' plate That's somehow. Amazing. <laughs> I got away with it for so many years. <laughs> no one would know. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, how about that time of there? <laughs> and then I'd get on the lazy season, I'd scoop it off and keep swinging it, you know? So then yeah. it's around there. And Clayton actually called me out once and then he doesn't <laughs> let me figure. Now he's like, exposes me. Really? Everyone knows about it now. Yeah. The claw stealer. Yeah. So how many claws did you steal on uh, on Saturday night before uh, coming off at Crooks? You guys did a big all boys, I got this all night. chefs dinner at, uh, at Golden Century. Yeah, we got the A-team together actually. It was pretty amazing. It all, it all came together. It was pretty funny. Team. I mean, I was expecting you two and then Hongi to show up. And then I got Darren Robinson, Clayton from Automata. Um, who else did we get? We got Jordan, Jordan, Quincy. Yeah. Uh, everyone was there. Was Phil. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah Phil, Phil Wood was there. Which is all these people that I would not expect to see in a hip hop club. Although, actually, no, Clayton, Clayton comes to Crooks. Clayton loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Clayton said at Crooks, he's like, you know why I really love coming here? Because I really hate this fucking music. 
<laughs> he hates it, but he loves crooks for some reason. Yeah, but you know, like I don't love like Guns and Roses and stuff, but like when I listen to them, I, I can get into it. Well, if you go to a club full of people that fucking love Guns and Roses, and you don't, you're not necessarily a fan, you're like, oh, I see the appeal. Look at yeah. look how much yeah, these like guys it. love it. Yeah. So it is like, fun to be around. Cool. Yeah. It's fun to be in a room full of people that love something that, yeah. you, that you're. You know, would you yeah. say the same about a J Cole concert though? Oh, I like it. <laughs> so here's what's happened to me as a DJ in the last few years, uh, Lou Dog. It's gotten fucking hard. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard about it. It seems the, uh, hard, especially in the last few years with Serato and USB. <laughs> oh, no, that it seems like that shit's really very hard. easy. I just mean as far as uh, prom- the promoting side of things, it's harder and harder to push like a regular, yeah, I moved, just a good party. Because I moved away, and then it, all of a sudden it got hard. But I have to do like themed nights, mm. and uh, like so you go like I oh, will do a all. Kendrick party we'll do an all Drake party we'll do an all Beyonce party and really you don't only play those artists but it is like that's the, that's the enticing the thing and it's kind of lame because you are like really just like this is the, the, as basic as a party can get yeah. come to it I all and, kill top hood and now everyone does that <laughs> And yeah. some people are way better marketing to people than I am. So I've decided I'm tapping out of that game and, I, and, I've, and I've sold out in a way. No one's going to know. I'm about to play a bunch of other people's tribute parties, but they sell out well in advance. So they don't even need mm-hmm. to say which DJs are playing. And uh, Mitch, you'll find great joy that I'm doing a Chance the Rapper versus J. Cole party next week. <laughs> and uh-huh. J. Cole is my least favorite rapper in the fucking universe. <laughs> I don't have any of his songs on my computer. And baby, you better believe I'm torrenting his entire back catalog. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is that at? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's sold out anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll put you on the door. You should come. You should come and laugh at we'll me. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's happening tonight? Yeah, what Isn't about this party? this block party thing tonight? Playing a block party. Um, Daddy's going to have some lemonades. <laughs> no, I'm driving tonight, bro. So, yeah, we'll have a lemonade. <laughs> so, we'll, we're, we're going to Mamafuku for dinner tonight, back to the restaurants, but yep. we want to come after. Yeah, block party. And then guess what happened after that? We're playing in Beach Road Hotel in Bondi. After when? the block party? Yeah, two, two gigs. Beach what Road. time's Beach Road then? Uh, we're doing like 12 till 1 or something. Uh, yeah. So, what time's the block party? We probably won't even make it. No, it's finishing at 12. Uh, so just uh, just rehashing our schedule for the evening. Sorry, yeah, great. sorry, listeners. Great, uh, listeners love it. <laughs> they just had Fortan, yeah. They can go back in time and stalk you. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Moran wasn't there though. <laughs> <laughs> so Ludog explained to me. I said, "Are you going to come to Acme this time?" He's like, "No, nah, bro. I came last time." I ticked it off the box last time. So he's being very political and yeah. spreading Ludog around to everybody so no one can be upset. So if you missed out last time... That's fair because you, you should get a visit Everyone this time. fucking loves Ludog yeah. and I think you would have a lot of people like desperate for your time but also to, for you to eat at their restaurant. I'm pretty sure your Instagram is, hey bro, come come visit me. Hey bro, come, vi- come see us There's here. There's definitely spots I want to hit. But yeah, you know, and I think that's... Oh, it's something I hold very close to my heart. My friends are always number one, you know. And uh, the problem is that twenty of them own restaurants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did. So last time uh, I, I visited Acme. Um, where else did I eat last time? I don't remember. I went to Mr. Wong. Um, what else did I eat? Uh, no, I didn't eat at LPs because. The day before I left to LA, LPs opened, so mm. I didn't go. Did you do so Automata last this time? time. Automata, I went last, last time because it wasn't open. Um, so this time I'm going to go to Momo, um, Fred's, uh-huh. I haven't been to. Um, where else? 
LPs. I got to go back because I didn't go last time. Wait, how, much, uh, how many more days are you going to luck for? Good luck, Pinbone. He's already done a couple of them. He's, already, he's on our yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Good luck, Pinbone. I'm going to have to do a, a Guaylo inspection. <laughs> if there's white people cooking Chinese food, so I have to go and have a look. <laughs> see if everything's in order. Um, uh, Long Chim, David's good friend, so I really want to... Uh, normally, I only get the pleasure of eating his food when I travel to Thailand, so... Yep. Definitely somewhere I want to hit. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably. I'd love to go and see Matty at Esther. I haven't been since well before I left Sydney. So, how many more days are you in here for? Uh, I leave to Fiji on Monday. You got a lot of eating ahead of you. You got a big weekend. Also, you have to cook for like at least one of those days, right? So, all right. How many meals are you gonna eat tomorrow? Three or four. Three. Okay. All right. That's pretty normal. That's mm. stock standard. Stock standard. <laughs> stock standard when you're traveling. Chef. Get back to get back to LA. Get back on the up the runyon. Up, up runyon. You know. Mm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Get back on that green juice. <laughs> um, so while you were in LA, you, uh, you did a Chef's Night Out video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes two of, two of us at the table, yourself and Mitch. Uh, both of you have, have filmed Chef's Night Out videos. This is a, uh, a thing that Vice does. They're very popular. Um, very popular, yeah. And basically what it is is a chef um, goes out, you know, hangs out with his boys, shows you around town, you go to the restaurants, and then they all get fucking blind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, Mitch, I think, it had at least two drinks on his video, but he relied on his good friends to fucking... I relied on Lukey Powell. Luke Powell really, really went hard. Um, and we think you may have gotten drunker than Luke, Luke Powell in your video. <laughs> I was pretty good. Like, you were fucked, bro. <laughs> you were fucking I wasted. Remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have memory lapses of, of, film, of filming your one? I like blacked out for ages. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing because, like, yeah, I feel like whenever I've ever blacked out, no one's ever have ever had a. You know, I think I've recorded a podcast once, but no one's ever uh, ever filmed me. Was it insane watching you like zombie mode through through a video? Yeah, well, they kind of they they were very kind to me. Normally, in the edit, in the yeah. edit, normally they don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, showing a few green outs or <laughs> kind of dragging you over the coals, but they were very, they were very good to me. Um, it was fun. It was it definitely like I don't know. It, I think you're concentrating so much on like what's going on and what's happening that I wasn't that drunk, and then I was getting, and then I was like, oh, maybe I should be a little bit more drunk. 
you know you want you want the show to be uh you know entertaining and then the kind of wheels fell off and i'm not sure what happened <laughs> and then i almost fucking cut off my fucking fingers <laughs> yeah, so it culminates in every every episode culminates in, I was in the like, chef returning to their restaurant and cooking a meal for their friends it and was so, so you good. get back to eplp they were so happy though because i normally that's like the ending scene it's like and then we went back to the restaurant and everyone was there and then we cooked and then the credits come down. Yeah. But we got back to the restaurant. And I sent out a few texts and, um, you know. There was a pretty big crew there. There was 60 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it's that kind of Aussie hospitality that was brought to L.A., um, which I really miss a lot and which I really... Um, love when I come back and, and come to Sydney and like just then we had a potenio and it was just hugs and high fives and eating and everything is, is, is such a great sense of the hospitality community and I'm really trying to bring that to LA sure so with things like that now birthdays and I invite everyone and I cook and we do have beers and just really trying to get people to meet people and um it's that was like exactly what what it was you know that night so everyone kind of shot out some texts it was on a sunday everyone turned up i had a big suckling pig and we did everything and so like they were really surprised because we kind of came in that back door and they didn't really prep the room or anything because it's normally pretty chill and and Mm. we do some food and and they like turned up and everyone's just like <laughs> and then they were like, get the second camera. And then the camera guys like came in, like it was a riot. And everyone's like, they're filming. And everyone's got beers and bringing them in. And we're cooking. And yeah, so that's why the the chef's not out. It, normally it's like, I think, 12 to 15 minutes. I think it was like 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the, the, the best part of that, that footage at the end is you chopping the the uh the suckling pig the the, the um, and the entire crew like all 60 people in that restaurant are looking at you like sweating because <laughs> you were so hammered yeah, and did. just lifting the knife <laughs> yeah. the cleaver above your head and then slamming it down really close <laughs> and to not looking at like remember. looking at everybody i do remember that part <laughs> i do remember that part and the producer came up and she had just looked like White, white. I would would fucking love that. A chef cut off his hand (laughs) in a chef's night out video. (laughs) Their insurance policies wouldn't like it though. And she was like, I'm like, don't worry, I got this. I was like, cooking and shit's going everywhere. And I'm like, serving it up. And yeah. And then one of my chefs, she's like, calm. And she's pouring. Like, that's kind of when that's, yeah, that's kind of when I got really. Because I didn't even realize, yeah, but we had one guy brought a shot or in the kitchen then she did she was pouring a shot in my mouth when i was cooking the pig but i had it too quick and then i was meant to shot with everyone else so then she poured another oh, one and, and put it with everyone yeah very exciting i got caught up in the oh no it's, it's, it's beautiful and i hadn't seen that side of that you in a long yeah. fucking time the, no, your, uh, how, your wedding night really I think it's been before that I think yeah, the crooks yeah, yeah, yeah. boat cruise was maybe when you were swinging off swinging the rafters, off the rafters. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was beautiful <laughs> I loved it. you remember yeah. every second of that though. 
I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that one. That was great. How much of your wedding do you remember? <laughs> I remember a fair few. <laughs> um, actually, I remember because one of the one of the people that you, that you have from the start in that video is a mutual friend of ours, Jason Stewart, um, a DJ, Them Jeans, who has a food podcast over in LA called The Stew, which you should check out. It's a great, great podcast. Have you been on it? No. The Stew? Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, uh, I think I introduced you to him when I was over there filming a video for Vice that was for like a, a Visit Cali thing. Were you over there then or was it shortly after that? I think I, went, I think that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he, he was my co-host on that. And so he's kind of like your co-host on your Chef's Night Out video. Um, he was the host. He was the host. Yeah. He's a good talker. So I was like, <laughs> I was so tired. I had to like work brunch and do it. I'm like, I just need like two guys who can talk shit. Who can talk. And then I was like, so now I can just sit back and it kind of didn't work because then I just got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember listening to this stew ages ago and this kind of goes back to your point about, you know, the makeup of what Asian food has made it to LA in a big way and what hasn't. But they said... Uh, one of these guests was like rank Asian cuisines from best to worst and it was just like the five really obvious ones it was like Chinese Japanese um, Thai Vietnamese and Korean and they go okay uh, number one Japanese number two Korean number three Chinese number four Thai number five Vietnamese and I was like that's literally the opposite of how how, <laughs> yeah, how I view those cuisines yeah yeah I thought it was yeah because like, like yeah get kind of you know Korean is everywhere in LA and everywhere. it's the thing that I wish that we had more of in you know we, there is a, a good little pocket of it in Stratfield and it's the around, burbs, yeah. but um not not to the level that you can find and uh, also the level of like kind of appropriation and kind of modernization variety yeah, yeah. as well and, and, and yeah regionality maybe but yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, has it been kind of fun kind of introducing people to, to the dishes that you kind of took for granted in, in Australia? Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the, the dishes and but more, more so the ingredients and all, all the South, Southeast Asian ingredients are like grown, like in Cali, in LA, like yeah. on the outskirts of LA, it's hot, it's dry. Um, there's plenty of land, and the, these these ingredients thrive: turmeric, lemongrass, galangal, kaffir lime leaf. You know, this is just there's an abundance of of these ingredients, and this is this is what we should be using mm. in LA. We shouldn't be using kale. This is a cold weather kind of high water usage like produce to grow. Mm. Um, you know, we should be using more Southeast Asian gailan, bok choy, you know. Um, so it's really cool to to be able to, to educate not only customers but other chefs. Like other chefs will come. There's really great um, a Peruvian chef just opened across the road from us, um, Ricardo, and, you know, he'd, he'd never seen Vietnamese mint, you know. And I'm like, oh, this is, you know, and he's like... It's fucking amazing. Yeah, this flavor is. And man, where do you get them? Like, man, it's like two dollars fifty a pound because <laughs> no one uses it. No one uses. It. I had to visit these farms, and I'm like, I want lemongrass, turmeric, you know. Like, and they're like, okay, how much will you take? I'm, I'm like, I use yeah, I use like over probably, uh, I use probably like close to ninety kilos of lemongrass a week, and they're like, <laughs> ninety kilos. Like, that's their passion. That's yeah. what they want to. Yeah. grow yeah. but so they're kind of 
Southeast Asian. They're mostly Filipino, the farmers, and they're Southeast Asian kind of beds are this big, but then they're lettuce and cavalinero and kale, and that's kind of what, that's the bread and butter. That's what they mm. have to cook to to be able to survive. And, and when I went, and I'm like, yeah, I need this, 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 this. They're just like, awesome, great. Like, this is what we wanted. That's what they want to be growing. So it's nice to be able to, you know, and there's such a health craze going on in LA now and has always been with like the superfoods and especially rhizomes and turmeric and things like that and I put on a, a dish called namya which is a very very ancient um, Thai dish and it's basically just wild ginger ginger galangal uh, turmeric and and crab and so it's like oh, lemongrass <laughs> garlic and onion so it's literally like seven superfoods yep and a crab and a crab <laughs> yeah and like is that what it's called seven foods seven superfoods and a crab <laughs> and people are just like this isn't like turmeric's so good for you i'm like oh no shit like yeah, of course it's you know like this is this is a cuisine that's been you know around for so long and and it's so healthy and if you visit southeast asia you can really see there's like mm. 80 year old women like carrying fucking 100 kilos of fruit on their shoulders you know like and so it's just nice to be able to to expose like what la has at its fingertips like all the mexican like a case of limes is like 12 dollars um tamarind chilies mint coriander like it's it's all there. It's all there waiting to be used, you know. And so it's nice to be able to, to show the customers, yes, dishes, like you say, of like, oh, this is, you know, you eat it with your hands. It's Make sure you balance it, add some sauce and don't eat all at once and put some rice with the meat. But it's also like this is galangal, this is Thai eggplant, this is, uh, you know, sawtooth coriander. Mm-hmm. People to be eating something for the first time, that's like, where I find my greatest pleasure in, in some, converting someone. Now, there are dishes that used to sell like hotcakes at Long Grain when you were working there that just don't sell or vice versa in LA? Um, I suppose everything. It took a minute um, really for everything to, to start. You know, People were, were busy because we're in a really popular area and there was a lot of hype around the restaurant. And there's a kitchen bar. And um, when people, you know, they'd come to check out the restaurant and I'd come and sit up at the counter and order like the lamb neck or something like that. And, and it would come and I would just see their face and they'd, they'd just look at each other and be like, <laughs> where the fuck have we can? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And then I'll explain just tear the lamb off the bone take an iceberg lettuce that's thai basil vietnamese mint uh coriander put it all in add some of the chili jam wrap it up and then just eat it like it like kind of like a taco and then like oh and then you'd see the guy kind of grab it and eat it and then and this one guy literally pushed back his stool stood up and just finished the meal standing up like <laughs> he was just like oh 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 and then the, and then like the fried rice came and then the crispy skin chicken came and he was like oh, oh you know oh, oh, oh. and just to see that like is just nothing can you know can compare and then to see him come back and back and bring in friends and 
and things like that and that's kind of yeah that's been the passion that's kept me going and kept me driving you know and so serving abalone and things yeah, like yeah. that where oh can we get the chef's menu but we don't eat abalone who doesn't eat abalone <laughs> have, have you tried abalone yeah no no it's kind of like a scallop oh yeah cool but hey i don't want it try it <laughs> if you don't i say try it if you don't like it i'll pay for it and they try and they love it and yeah. it's like oh it's yeah it's really good it's like yeah it's real just because you haven't heard of it or you've never tried it doesn't mean that you don't like it you know you try yeah. and give it a go and that's kind of been the the kind of baby steps we had to take at the start but now we're kind of in in full swing which is great and i remember back in at long grain you were actually quite ahead of the curve when it comes to a lot of things that are you know kind of seen as a nuisance these days like your entire menu was gluten-free yeah absolutely um how many years ago was that four years ago that was a long time <laughs> yes uh, i didn't even really realize when when we moved to la and i really say that uh I didn't find LA. LA really found found me with with the cuisine, and you know, f- for instance, Nama, which is uh, we had at the wedding in Fiji. It's a fresh squeezed coconut cream, um, bit of lime, salt, a bit of shallot and chili, and then a beautiful um, a Nama, like or like a sea grape, which I get from Hawaii, mm-hmm. which uh, you know we used to buy at the supermarket in Fiji, and then that's in the coconut cream and i send it out like that and with such a huge japanese influence so much sushi and sashimi and ceviches and things like that but with so many vegetarians and vegans i often wonder like what do all the veggies do when there's a big group and everyone's eating sushi and sashimi what do they Mm. do you go straight to agadashi tofu you know Mm. so to be to offer like a, a vegetarian style ceviche has just been a huge hit and this was kind of what i was talking about when we first started where i didn't want to paint myself into that corner of being southeast asian or thai i wanted to be able to cook everything and this was a dish i first learned how to cook with my grandmother the number one and to see that dish just so popular mm. um and and having a really specific spot in like a in the dining scene is is really it's quite yeah quite an eye-opener and then everything else yeah there's basically there's no gluten um no dairy you know except yeah, right. for a few desserts uh you can know. you do a chicken burger is there gluten in that yeah but that's upstairs oh, okay it's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's lp that's drunk food <laughs> no one care even the gluten-free people don't care it's like oh, i don't i'm gluten-free oh you want chicken sandwich yeah yeah that's cool i'll get that <laughs> <laughs> when they get drunk, they eat gluten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. when they're sober, they, they're allergic to gluten. Even with, like, the, the raw food craze, I remember, like, my favorite dish that you used to do at Long Graham was, like, a roll-your-own-beetle leaf thing. Mm. And it was, like, a bunch of beetle leaves, and then, like, it was, like, diced lime oh, with the skin you like on. the miang. Yeah, oh, that was yeah, so good. And then they had, yeah. a, what else they had, like, the raw peanuts. Raw and peanuts, and they had, like, a miang, like, coconut caramel sauce. Eschelots. Eschelots. Yeah, very, like, that's a very deceiving dish as well. You look at it, and you're like... What the fuck? Yeah, like yeah. it looks like a kind of a like a bunch of prep. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> chuck in the wok, right? <laughs> but then, yeah, you combine it Maison the pepperiness <laughs> from the beetle leaf, and that's why I love. That's why I fell in love with Thai food. And yes, Vietnam was amazing, and and the flavors and everything is amazing. But that level of complexity, um, and kind of 
intense flavors of Thai is just what really kind of made me fall in love with Southeast Asian. You mentioned your grandma earlier. Has she been to eat at EPLV yet? No, not yet. Not Trying yet. to get over there? I want to try, yeah. This time we're going to go to Fiji on Monday and hopefully we can try and convince her to come and yeah and uh tee up a time that would be good for so maybe the whole family to come i'm not i'm not a chef like you guys are i did i have a re- had a restaurant for some small amount of time and and mitch was the closest thing i had to uh and training book. you got a book book as well that's right um but uh two books if you count the retitle <laughs> um but uh i don't know no one ever, the retitle yeah they, they renamed it dude food against all my wishes no good <laughs> right. um but uh the only person in the world that has grilled me um for prepping wrong is your grandma <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, when we were there for your wedding everyone that came to your wedding helped in the prep for this massive feast that we had mm. the day before your wedding at your parents house which is like like a life highlight one of the best meals i had in my life because everyone there contributed to it you had like 50 of your friends you know everyone we were all husking the coconuts or going to get all the, all the flesh out of the coconuts with some weird instrument that i've never seen since and um i got put on tarot duty yeah and your mom your grandma <coughs> pointed me out <laughs> i was everyone. like <laughs> I turned the other way. I was she like, was like, "Dead man walking." She was like, "Everyone's walking. doing a good job except him. He's cutting off too much of the flesh. Too much w- of the meat." And, yeah. and then you know what, Grandma? No one ate all the fucking taro anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only thing left <laughs> at the feast. It was just shit yeah, no loads of taro. To, no one wanted to touch it after you got ripped. It was like, "Fuck, I'm steering clear of that stuff." <laughs> I often tell that story, and uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, she's kind of, she's still like that as well. Like she just like when I, I, I every time I cook in the kitchen, like I just did a food safari, um, and we shot uh, how to make a kakonda, Fijian ceviche, and that was always my job when I got to my grandma's. I'd have to co- climb the coconut tree, get the coconuts, husk them, scrape them, make the milk, and then make this dish kakonda. So I just done it with Maeve on food safari. So it's kind of nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice to be able to have that opportunity of, of moving to LA and then really sharing my story of food, you know, with 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 the customers in the world, yeah. Yeah, that that night before your wedding, we also... Is it Lovo? Yeah, that was a mm. Lovo. Yeah, we, where you cooked um, all the meat and, and vegetable, the taro, in, yeah, in, in yeah. the ground um, with... Uh, what do you put on top, like... Banana all the leaves. banana leaves yep. and, and palms and yeah with the river rocks and then we covered it and yeah that was like yeah as you said it was like probably one of the most kind of special days of my life and just looking over that digging that fucking hole digging the hole (laughs) 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 my mate toby got a photo of me my fucking butt crack out (laughs) put it on instagram you and you and your old man arguing about how to dig the hole (laughs) it's too deep i'm like fuck off dad (laughs) (laughs) is that ever something that you try and you know do a version of at eplp like cooking in the ground i'd love to do something like that i'd love to do something you know i'd love to go to like food and wine pebble beach and fucking dig a hole in the 18th green <laughs> <laughs> just a really that 18th hole is just really big now <laughs> yeah it'd be cool to be able to get a get a chance to um you know yeah to to share some of that uh south pacific kind of flavors something that even here in australia like yeah, Fiji's 
four no, hours away. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. It's crazy, and there's not really any of that influence. So. But it's, that's because it's like, you know, when we had it, when, when we were there, it's actually quite difficult to eat all of those foods when you're in Fiji at restaurants. It's all, oh, it's yeah. all home cooking. Yeah. So you need to know a family that's been doing yeah, it for years and years. It's almost like, right. a cuisine that's it's been forgotten, um, not only outside of Fiji, but also, you know, inside of Fiji. And, and, it's, and it's not just Fiji. A lot of Islander cuisine is so hard to, yeah. to eat a good version of unless someone cooks it for you in their home. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Well, I think it's just, you know, it's the age old, you know, it's, you know, I talked to like David Thompson, I talked to him about Thailand and, you know, now some of the kids, they'd rather eat Subway and yeah. they'd rather, you know, in, in Ho Chi Minh, there's a, a KFC on like almost every corner, you know, and it's like all this amazing, and it's expensive as well. It's almost like Western price and then there's all this amazing food around, but just this western influences really you know unfortunately fiji it i don't think it had the the population to to kind of stand strong against like the 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 tourism that that, that came in such a huge wave and yeah all of a sudden just they you know they kind of caved in and got a chicken express <laughs> <laughs> I, I was i lived in fiji when the first mcdonald's opened and it was like it was like Bieber fever. There was line. There was, I think these kids, I could remember, like I got off the bus and I was walking back to my ground and these kids were holding the happy meal box. Like it was like, <laughs> it was a time bomb, you know, like not shaking and just, you know, I was like, Oh shit. Like it was a big deal. You and then know? you like, move from there to, to uh Mullumbimby and Byron where that's like the only place in Australia that doesn't have a McDonald's. Yeah. We mm. like uh, handcuffed ourselves to the, uh, you did like treat your wife, everyone, wow. you know, like all down the main street where everyone protested <laughs> and the, the, the whole, the whole town was out of action for a whole day. Everyone, um, there was chained to um, light posts and telegraph poles and in the middle of the road and no one moved till there was uh, you no know, Maccas yeah no Maccas and still to this day there's been no Maccas no so. Maccas so all these there, kind of all these, subway now. all these people you know moving to Byron and all these kind of yuppies you know well, you were there we first, paved the way oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's still it's still, you know, it's still Byron because, you know, the Byron people, we, we tried to keep it that way. Yeah, are you going to go back there while you're, while you're here or no? Is that, that wasn't on the plan, this, this visit? No, it's not. The, I think if I go back, I'm not going to want to leave. So I'm not tempting fate. Yeah, I was just there a couple of weeks ago. Um, while, while Mitch was in, uh, in Mexico, I went to Mullum <laughs> and uh, ate at Milk and Honey, that amazing pizza yeah, joint. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's had some good meals. There was some great food up in Byron. Well, that's the thing. When I left, you, could, you couldn't, you know, you, you couldn't buy any kind of, well, we, we had farm produce. Like I grew up on like milk straight from the cow yeah and there still are places where you can just go and get milk that's coming straight from the cow yeah so we used to we used to on, on the way home from school would stop at the farmer's house his house was kind of set a fair bit back but his garage was right on the on the on the on the street and we used to slide open his roller door and then there was a fridge in the back with a, a margarine container on top of the fridge and you just put the money open and then you had a like a two little bottle of, of fresh milk, and same with bananas and avocados, a uh, f- bit of fruit here and there. But apart from those kind of old school farm, like real 
true farm kind of places there wasn't really anything else and it's crazy because it's it's like subtropical condition mm. it's perfect for growing it's perfect it's 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 wet enough but it's hot enough and the humidity is good and it was just crazy that you couldn't really find much else from that you know and and now it's amazing like now there's the farmer's market is just huge blows your mind mm-hmm. yeah you know? great stuff there really good subtropical produce and the guys from chat tire know now have a farm there as well so it's really exciting to see you know we had to uh every every month or you know month or two we'll have to drive to brisbane to go to chinatown to pick up all our asian ingredients right so it'd be a full day just to get everything and because dad obviously is you know grandma was half Asian, half chinese so would drive to Brisbane, stock up on bean curd and black beans and soy and oyster and bring it back and, and yeah, and that was our kind of the lengths we had to go to for good food, yeah. So now to see it like with good restaurants there. Yeah. He's like crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. Well that about wraps it up. Lou Dog, thanks so much for coming into the Mitchin. We're gonna ask you to pick a song to end the episode on. So think about that while I uh or you don't have to sing it. You just have to we're just go play it. <laughs> <laughs> you can sing it What's if you worse, want, bro. The choice or me asking you to sing a song? Um, singing it. <laughs> you can just choose a song. Um, but uh, if you want to find The Mitchin online, you can find us online, facebook.com slash The Mitchin. Or send us an email to The Mitchin Podcast at gmail.com. You can find Mitch online at Instacrill on Instagram, at Krillin on the Run on Twitter. I'm at LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G on both. Uh, Louie can be found the underscore Lou underscore dog with two G's. Nailed it. Nailed us, us, us Instagram dogs have to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you were ever in um, in LA, make sure you head to EPLP. Um, and if you're in Sydney this weekend, head to the Dolphin, Dolphin on Sunday. From um, 5 p.m. From 5. Make sure you eat all, from eat all three of Louis' menus. <laughs> <laughs> and don't bug me. <laughs> no, are you cooking too or are you just making well, it? I don't, I don't know. Like, Monty, get back me. to Ludog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ludog, thanks so much for joining us. Have you thought of a song? Um, Rampage. Which one? EPMD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, that's a great one. We went to Thievery um, in Glebe last week, and I swear they just put on a Ludog playlist. Cause I know. I was like, well, there was no Rakim. <laughs> there was no Rakim, but it was, all, uh, it was all pretty close. You moved to the wrong coast. That's the one thing I will say because you are very much all, all your favorite rappers in New York, New York rap. I know, mm. but kind of the new, the new, the new hip hop. I think it's kind of it's kind you like of the all, new LA stuff. Yeah, I YG do. And, like yeah. I've been a little bit converted, and I think maybe yes, I think it would have been like old Lou Dog, but we would have had to live in uh, in New York, but. Lou New Dog, I think LA is kind of. You should yeah. you should check out um, the new RJ album. Both of you would really love it. He has to call himself RJ Mister LA now, so it's all one word. So R J M R L A. But there's a song on it. It's like an incredible, like all DJ Mustard production, hmm. throwback LA gangster rap record. And then he even does like a, his own version of Gin and Juice, and it's so fucking good. Just having the, the familiarity of those synths in the background. And the DJ Quick tape 
Oh my DJ God. Quick and Problem, Problem Tape. Bro, is that's really one of the best albums of the year. And that's like a re release of a thing that came out last year, but they've expanded yeah. it. And that's such a good throwback to like what LA rap used to be mm. to what it is now. Like you can hear both and yeah. all the errors in between on that. It's real good stuff. Anyway, EPMD are from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Why rampant? Anywho. <laughs> um, I just think that's really uh, the why i fell in love with rap um more based around the story they're telling throughout the song and like you can really listen oh like how you tell a story through your food they tell a story through their music exactly say you are in epmd now (laughs) well basically yeah (laughs) (laughs) louis thanks so much for joining us again we look forward to having you back when you're next in australia or over the phone over the phone We, we need to set up that skype shit you want to do the one minute one minute with us? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> See you next time. Everybody. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. smoke crack I smoke MCs, so pick up a pen, cop a squat and take notes. My rapper suffer from bleeding sprains and slip those. Cause my style, deadly psychopath, schizophrenic. The rapper choke like a carburetor, freeze up a panic. Cause I clock pesos, don't say yeah, yo. Another word for cocaine, me amigo, that's Spanish. Terminology for friend. Now sit back and rob my Bozak as I sin. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 